Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. (laughs) Keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Our goal, our objective, the end game, is to be what I call unconsciously competent, where it doesn't require a ton of mental effort and energy to make the healthful choices. Even if your weight's fine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? You don't have an issue, but you're doing anything where you have a constant running loop in your head, or you're thinking, what did I eat for breakfast? What should I be eating right now? Oh, I ate that ice cream last night. I really should be going for a walk right now. If you have any of that constant conversation in the back of your mind, we're not there yet. The ultimate is to not have so much of our brain capacity taken up by these things because imagine what is possible in our lives and in our world if all of that brain capacity could go to something so much more important. Welcome back to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia, and I'm so excited to be having guest Jen Trapek on the show today. You're going to love her. I chatted about her a little bit in my solo episode last week. First and foremost, I hope you had an amazing Labor Day weekend. I had to laugh. I was listening to the radio in my car because I I forgot what that life was like. I haven't listened to a radio in a car for years. I always plugged in my iPod. Remember when you used to be able to do that? And I would listen to my iPod and then I listen to my, my phone. And anytime I'm in a rental car, I'm always hooking it up and listening to my Spotify or a podcast that I love. But I was listening to the radio and they were talking about Labor Day weekend and everyone was saying, well, let's be honest, the real thing that you're celebrating on Labor Day is the sad fact that it's the last three day weekend until Thanksgiving, which I had to laugh about because we always think that summer ends right at the end of Labor Day because the kids go back to school and that's just kind of the idea that we have after Labor Day. So I thought in my mind, you know, it's it's very interesting to think of it in that regard because I am now in this like work balance where it wasn't like gig to gig to gig, which I'm so used to. I consistently work all the time and I had all these different jobs. So having one solid job and then for us to be off for Memorial Day weekend, I was like, oh, this is what this is like to be off on Memorial Day. And now I understand why everyone's like it's end of summer because you're pushing into Q3 or you're pushing into Q4 for those of you that are in business. And, you know, I had this moment at the Fitz area in Lululemon the other day where I'm thinking in my head, oh goodness, Black Friday is just around the corner. And I was like, no, 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 delete that thought, delete that thought. But here we are, it's Labor Day weekend and I'm not sure how you celebrate it, but I guess I understand now it's the last three day weekend until Thanksgiving, until we have off for Thanksgiving and Black Friday and all that stuff. And it's just been 
crazy wild to think about that I have been here in Lancaster now for over a year that Doug and I went through so much time away from each other and now we're getting the pleasure of seeing each other on most weekends but I'm just thrilled to have watched life blossom right and I hope that you can take a moment right now to reflect back on this past year for you I know it's the end of summer but thinking of you know us coming out of quarantine and we were you know, coming out of what that felt like and getting back into the swing of work or still relying on that unemployment check and just, you know, taking each day one at a time. So wherever you are in the world now, like take a brief moment to just kind of like let yourself go and realize that there's this is the end of the summer, even though truly like the last day of summer is September 22nd. I feel like people always forget that. That's why a lot of brides get married in September, like because it's the second best month to get married other than May. <laughs> nice and light and airy and, and good energy as far as um, sunlight and hopefully no rain. So as I'm planning my wedding and stuff, you'll be hearing some more guests come on that are part of my either wedding party or part of my wedding um my wedding venue or my vendors or different things like that. So I'm excited to help any gals or dudes or anyone who's listening to the show with like tips and stuff that I've learned with putting together things for my wedding. And as we all know, every wedding's different, every circumstance is different, but I will be sharing a couple more tips that I've been learning. But let's get into today's guest. So today's guest is Jen Trapeck, and she is described as a force of nature in the wellness space. She is an optimal health coach, podcaster, and business consultant. After graduating from the University of Michigan Ross School of Business, Jen founded Better Life Now, LLC, while working full-time in hedge funds. After a over a decade of coaching clients, Jen started Salin with a Side of Fries podcast to help pay it forward and reach a larger audience to teach the nutrition education we are all supposed to know, but no one ever really taught us. Jen implements revenue generations, wellness programs in doctors, offices, salons, and spas to further expand and impact and help change the state of healthcare as a certified transition lifestyle coach and consultant with Nutrametrics Custom Health Solutions. When not hunkered down at home during a pandemic, Jen is typically working out at Physique 57, discovering hidden gem restaurants in NYC, or traveling to spend time with friends and family. The cool thing is, is you're going to hear how I met Jen in the interwebs of the world, which is the coolest, most fun part about podcasting, I got to say. And you'll hear about that when I get her on the show here. But in addition, I didn't know her when she was in NYC. And I wish I had because we keep talking about how we need to go out for her favorite meal, salad with a side of fries. I mean, sounds pretty freaking good. Hope you're game for it. You're going to love this interview. We're going to kind of jump all around. And you know how I love to just take the guests and we kind of just like go for it. We go in deep. It's not always about all the things that they're doing. It's just where the conversation flows. And I feel like that's the reason that brings you back time and time again. If you're new to the podcast because Jen directed you here, welcome to the luxury of self-care. I'm Anastasia, your host. I'm the creator and founder of this podcast. 
Sometimes you get a solo episode. Sometimes you just hear what's going on in my life and things I'm learning that I just want to share with you. Other times you get a kick-ass guest like Jen. If you like the show or if you're really loving it as it starts and just begins or you're already vibing with me, do me a favor and hop on over to Apple Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Throw me a five-star rating or whatever you think I deserve and leave me a review. You have no idea how little that time and moment in your life and leaving that review is on a great expansion of the growth of this podcast in the podcast world and industry. So I really appreciate you taking just a few moments to leave me that five-star rating and a review and give a shout out to Jen. If you're someone that wishes that you would like to be on the show or if you would like to hear a specific guest or can direct me to a specific guest that you think would rock all the listeners' socks off, I would love to hear it. You can find me on social media, on Instagram. I'm rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Or you can just look up my name because I'm the only one that spells it this way. Anastasia Albert. One last thing, I promise. There's a new feature on Anchor, which is where I upload all my podcast episodes. And they are now doing a subscription base. So you're now able to subscribe for less than a cup of coffee. It would be $3.99 a month. And you're going to be able to have access to the bonus episodes. You all love them. You all know them. The bonus episodes are the meditation episodes. So if you want to be a part of that, you just have to subscribe for $3.99 a month and join the party. All the information about that is in the show notes. So you can find all that there. It's just one click away. And again, like I said, $3.99 a month. I mean, let's be honest. We know I love my Nespresso, but we all go out for a cup of coffee every once in a while. And that cup of coffee is way more than $3.99. So join me. Join the meditations. You all love the walking meditations. We'll also have some still meditations, but I wanted to give you something a little bit more unique and elite for those who really love tuning into them because I know some of you just adore them and I want to be able to give you a weekly podcast episode, but I also want to be able to give you this as something a little extra. So enough about me, enough about what's going on right now. Let's dive in with Jen Trapeck. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I love every time we chat. So now we're finally just recording it. <laughs> finally recording. Jen and I met through one of your interns who had reached yeah. out to me and we plugged along and we connected immediately. And then we re-decided to record today because you were feeling a little, a little down the last yeah, time. We were on. I, so <laughs> I felt fine, but I was congested and I was like, this isn't cute for someone to listen to. <laughs> and you still look like a rock star. You're like, I'm Please. still showing up like face ready, everything. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I said, I felt fine. Oh yeah. Know. Oh yeah. I don't know if I told you this the last time we were on or anytime we have chatted, but I get this like massive Emma Stone vibe from you. Have you got, well, thank you. Yes. I usually get either Emma Stone or Anne Hathaway. Right. And that we did talk about that. Yeah. I'm remembering the, I'm remembering the Anne Hathaway, yeah. but like the, the isms and your mannerisms and the way that your voice sounds does come off very Emma Stone. Like, so if she ever tunes into either of our podcasts, totally. She'll be like, wait a minute. What? That's going to be our next career is like, instead of being a stand-in, we're going to be like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't right? know. Yeah. <laughs> I always tried to, I tried to do that for Drew Barrymore when I was in LA, people kept saying, Oh, you look like Drew Barrymore. I was like, oh, I'll be your stand-in. How much, how much do I get paid for that? Oh my God. They're the worst jobs. I tried to get a friend of mine knows Anne Hathaway's mother. 
And so okay. I was like, oh, you got to get me a job as her stand in. And then it was like, you don't want that job. <laughs> no, I don't know. What's that? That movie, right? We talked about this in, yes. um, what is Devil it? Wars Family Stone. And oh yeah. No, Family, Family Stone. Stone. Those people that yeah. are like the weird stand-ins that end up dating. Right. Yeah. It's all, <laughs> yes. Hey, why, why not? Right. Well, Jen, if anybody doesn't know who you are, can you give us a brief introduction and not even necessarily like your life's journey and your path, but like, if someone was to say to you today, like, who are you, you know, whether it be your sign or who you are as a person, or just like how you feel today, how would you go about answering that? Yeah. And funny, this is sort of a loaded question. It is. <laughs> um, I would describe myself as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, as many of us are. And I'm just all about having a good time and figuring this life out and living with ease and joy and finding, you know, the path of least resistance to the most abundance. Yeah. And I love, I love the joy, right? Cause I think my fiance brings this up all the time and he's like, I hate the word, like what makes me happy or like having a happy life because it is, it's so vague, but I think it's more like, where's the joy? What's driving me? Where's the passion in my life? And it's like, when I'm in that joy, it may be hanging out with friends, having a drink, you know, it might be recording my podcast, talking to you. Like it can be both work and pleasure and like all of those things. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's bringing joy and filling me up and I'm enjoying it in the moment, then like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we notice, like we're we notice we're nailing it when we feel like everything's kind of go, like in going and in taking its course. And then sometimes we have to check back in. And that's where I always say, like, that's where that self-care comes in. Like, even though yes. everything's going down the right path, it's like, you still have to realize like, okay, I need the break. It's not just yes. like the entire jam packed Google calendar. Totally. Because like part of the consequence of doing all the things that bring us joy and feed our soul is like, you get to a place too. And part of the ease is momentum right. where things just show up. Mm-hmm. And then I have speaking for myself, but I don't think I'm alone. I have an old pattern of packing my schedule Mm -hmm. every single minute all the time. And then I'm like, while I'm enjoying every single thing I'm doing, is this the ease in the joy? Like, and I have to like check myself and then scale Ah. back. And so I like, it's exactly what it is. I notice when like those old habits are coming back in Mm -hmm. And I pause and rearrange my schedule a bit, which is also something I never would have done 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Say no to a And then people. keep going. <laughs> yeah. Or even saying, hey, tomorrow's actually not going to work for me. Can we reschedule? Like right. the idea of rescheduling anything, mm-hmm. what doctor's appointment, client, anything 10 years ago. 15 years ago was never even occurred to me. Mm -hmm. Non-negotiable for sure. Like that wasn't even an option. It didn't even pop into my mind Mm -hmm. of something I could do if things were crazy. Right. 
And it's just like, that's that. Well, also speaking of you live in New York city. So that's that New York mentality. I don't care. Like whether you're chasing down wall street or you're chasing down Broadway or whatever career path you're on, everyone's there. Like if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Isn't meant for stage. It's just meant for in general. It's like a hustle mentality. And if you don't wake up and conquer the day, someone else woke up and did did it instead. Totally. But it's interesting. Like I grew up in Michigan Mm-hmm. where I'm sitting right now, by the way. Yeah. In my dad's basement. We um, love it. She said it's extremely welcome cold you there. And it's yes, I'm dressed here. for winter. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a hundred degrees in New York. Literally. And I am in a basement where it is like 30 degrees. Yeah. Um, but I remember, so I was in college mm-hmm. and I had an appointment with my therapist who was about 45 minutes from where, where I was at school and there was a snowstorm and Mm. I get in my car and I'm driving through a snowstorm to get to this appointment. Mm -hmm. And I remember her saying to me, like, after the fact, like, why didn't you just call me to reschedule? Oh, and I was like, Oh, like the thought never crossed my mind. It's funny how life kind of hits us with that. Well, what do you think was the major shift? Do you think it was just maturity? Do you think it was just like a little bit more disagreeableness came into your realm of your personality? Like that I'll, that That I will reschedule now. Reschedule. Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. I think since leaving my full-time job, July of 2019, I have done a lot of, work (laughs) on myself. Mm -hmm. And I constantly have to remind myself that I work for myself now and I get to make the rules. So reminding myself that like, I also made up all the rules. I made up all the deadlines so I can also change them, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. yeah. And reminding myself that's part of the beauty of doing life this way. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for speaking of actual career, yeah. like rewinding back to that, cause I want to, I want to let everyone know, like what <laughs> that path is for you. We'll go all the way back to childhood later, but I want to know for now, like, what was your path? What did you, what did you, where did you go to college? What did you say? Okay. Where are you so now? I, yeah. So I went to the university of Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's generally what you do when you grow up in Michigan, you go to right. Michigan or Michigan <laughs> state. I went to Michigan. I was in the business school there. So I basically did my MBA in undergrad. It's called a BBA. Okay. And I joke that I was the bastard child of the business school because so every business school prides themselves on how many of their students have jobs before they graduate. Ah, yes. I wanted to go into the advertising side of marketing, like the agency side, not the brand management side. Like I didn't want to work for the Unilevers, the L'Oreal's, the Procter and Gamble's. I wanted to work for the ad agencies that they hired. Mm, Okay. So an ad agency doesn't hire in advance. Like they book a client yesterday and are hiring the team today. You know what I mean? So they're not, so I'm trying to do the business school recruiting thing with companies that don't recruit ahead of needing to hire. Gotcha. So I graduated without a job because what I wanted to do, they weren't going to hire you before you could start, Sure. you know? So I moved to New York without a job. 
my backup Which a lot of people do. Yes. A lot of people do do this. I think if you're ever like afraid to move to New York, just go. Trust me, go. you will find do your wedding. Someone will help you and tell you at least where you can cater or bartend or serve. Like there, You'll there's find always a job. A job. Yes. yes. So I moved to New York. This was June, 2005. Okay. And one of my friends from middle school and high school went to NYU. So when I first moved to New York, she was actually like, studying abroad slash living in Cuba. Not that you could do that, but she did it. Amazing. So she was in Cuba. So I stayed in her apartment for like a month. Okay. And I had a job within two weeks. Love it. And it was at this small ad agency that specialized in catalogs. So pausing for a second, I did have a backup plan. My backup plan was if I didn't have a job by Labor Day, I was going to go to culinary school. Love it. You don't know why. Like, yeah, but you're always like ready and like going. So that's something right. that's like, see, we already had a pattern. This was prior to college. Yes. Like prior to right. work for you. Yeah. Yeah. So culinary school. I <laughs> like I, I loved watching the Food Network. Sure. When I was a kid and like, so I was like, cool. That sounds like something I would enjoy. That, we'll do that. Right. Like I didn't want to go to med school. I didn't want to go to law school. So like, this sounds like fun. I'll do that. You know, whatever. (laughs) Doesn't even matter. Had a job. Like, I think I got the offer within a week and started a week after that. Oh, nice. You know, so it was at this small ad agency that specialized in catalog. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting about it is, first of all, I was making $32,000 a year. In New York City, that's in New York City, right? Um, thank God for parents who can help because mm-hmm. that what I mean, you can't live because mm-hmm. also take taxes out of that, right? Yeah. Um, and then I, it's so funny because I was so overqualified for this role. Sure, sometimes that happens, and I was so bored. Mm-hmm. You know. But in what I wanted to do, they don't really care what your education is. It's like, did you get an education? Cool. Check the box, you know? So I'm at this job. I'm totally bored. And I remember it so vividly. I was looking at the people who were in these roles above me, mm-hmm. right? So there was a woman who was two levels above me. Okay. And I want to say she was like 35. And I'm 21. And I was like, I called my parents and I was like, P.S. If I am still working at this company and two levels above where I am at 35, put me on a plane and send me home. Call it. We're done. Like, that's not going to be it for me. Sure. <laughs> you but know? Like, that's good for you to see that path and have that drive and say like, this is a stepping stone. I always would say right. that like here, the end goal is this beautiful little island. And these are all the lily pads that I would like to hop on to get over there. Right. But there's so many more in case I don't step on those that I can step on instead. Yeah. And also I have no idea what's between here and there. I just know that the there doesn't look like that. Or thing. <laughs> you know, and I think that's it. also, and I, I talk to people about this all the time. I think in the beginning of our career, we're learning a whole lot more of what we don't want to do than what right. we do want to do. I think that about life though. Don't you? I mean, yes. I could, I yes. could relay that to dating. I knew everything oh my I God, didn't yeah. want 
And then I found someone and I was like, well, there's a lot of things that I didn't want that he doesn't have at least. Right. (laughs) Hopefully we find out things that I do want. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, um, so we didn't want that job. So didn't want that job. And then it was that same year we were planning our annual family vacation for December and I had to go into the computer system to request the time off. Mm. And it hit me like an effing anvil. Like, remember the old cartoons where they would like drop a giant anvil on like the cartoon character. That was me in this moment of realizing that I was requesting permission for access to my own time. Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, okay, you know what else I'm not going to do? I'm not going to work for someone else for the rest of my life. Like this is not going to be it. I don't know what I am going to (laughs) do, but I know I'm going to work for myself. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Not everyone is meant and intended to be an entrepreneur or a CEO or or not. And it's a good thing for you to have realized that at age 21. Like that's massive. And thank goodness there are people who want to work for these companies, you know, because there needs to be a job for everybody too. Exactly. So I started looking for things to do in my spare time Mm -hmm. with the intention of like just taking that money and investing it so that I could hopefully eventually retire early. In that process, I came across a whole lot of things. I was, when I was at Michigan, I was a writing tutor. I was like, oh, I'll go tutor kids at NYU. And then I was like, wait, that's not going to work. Like I can't be up all night because some kid forgot he had a paper due and then be at work at 8 a.m. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to find something. At the same time that all that is happening, I'm having my own weight management saga. Sure. So I'm trying to figure out all that stuff. The worlds collided because I found a program for, you know, it's really like, I call it now the nutrition education we're all supposed to know and no one ever taught us. And it completely changed my life. And so I was like, well, A, why isn't this what we learned? And Mm -hmm. B, everybody deserves to know this. Like, this is what I'm going to do in my spare time. And maybe eventually this could actually turn into the thing that I'm going to do working for myself. Sure. So then in my traditional like career, I moved from this ad agency. I went in-house with one of my clients. So same job, but working for them. They sort of like brought an agency in-house. And then a model I was working with really didn't model for many people anymore. And he was working at a hedge fund doing like investor relations support type stuff. And I remember him saying to me, like, you have to come here. They're going to pay you a whole lot more money. You're not going to have to travel anymore. Like you'll be able to focus on your business and all these things. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Let me know when there's a job opening. And fast forward, that happened. So Spring 2008, mm-hmm. I have great timing. Yeah. Spring 2008, like, right. Much further, yeah. <laughs> but also that was also right before the collapse of the world. And I went to sure. go work for a hedge fund. So 2008, I go work for this hedge fund. And again, I'm like overqualified for this role, but I'm no longer looking for a career. I'm looking for something to like pay the bills while I focus on these other things that I actually am passionate about. 
Yeah. And it looked like you, if it wasn't too challenging, at least when you were at work, you were at work and it wasn't like overly stressful that you, you know, that's like that, that happens. And it did over time, right? Like over time, like anywhere, when you first start somewhere, the responsibilities are lighter. It's not as big of a deal. And over time people start to rely on you and then you just get more and more and more. And I had a lot of success in that career path. Mm-hmm. So I built my wellness business on the side for 12 years okay. between, you know, working for like this catalog production company, um, and then a couple different hedge funds and all the while kind of having my stuff going on the side. And there were times when I did more of it or less of it, depending on how busy my job job was, because one of the things that I've also realized is that our attention tends to go with the money. Yeah. I run into that all the time right now, all the time, all the time, you know, leaving the, I didn't leave theater to make the same amount of money, but also like, no, you have to look at the end. So I'm driven by numbers. I'm driven by sales. I I think about this all the time. So I like have to take a quick pause here because yes, we are insanely driven by money. And even for myself, a lot of my strategic sales that I'll do with my team I'm like, to be totally transparent, it originally came from a place of selfishness because I wanted to know how to make sure I made the most money I could make. Yeah. And it's a group effort to do so, but it's also, you know, also builds our entire business and continues to grow us and evolve us all as a team. But the original intention that I had looking at it was because I just wanted to know how can I, how can I contribute and cheerlead us all to make more money? Totally. And we're driven by that 1000%. And so while there are things that we're passionate about or that bring us joy, (laughs) sometimes Mm -hmm. that's not what gets our attention because this other thing is bringing in money. And it's flashy. Right. (laughs) With that paycheck. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, slept long story long. (laughs) So I left my full-time job July, 2019. Okay. And- I didn't even make this giant decision to like jump with both feet into my wellness business. I was just like, I've set myself up to be able to take a break. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that and see what happens. I don't know if this is going to last a week, a month, a year or forever. And you completely left the hedge fund. Yeah. Okay. And I just knew that I needed a break from that world. Sure. And every time the headhunter would call me, I feel like I would like start to twitch. And so I'm like, I think that means I'm not ready, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was also like, I've never only focused on my wellness business. So I'm going to do that for a second and see what happens. Sure. I also don't know how to do nothing and I don't know what to do with free time. So that's when I launched my podcast. Yeah. So my podcast, everybody is called salad with a side of fries. Love it. And if you've never eaten that meal, A, I don't know if we can be friends. So just go order it now and then you'll get it. Right. Yes, it's <laughs> but, so right. But so it's good. all about wellness and weight loss, but for real life mm-hmm. and, you know, clearing up the misinformation and bad science that I think is wreaking havoc in wellness. Sure. So launch the podcast and here we are like over two years later mm-hmm. and I'm still just plugging along and seeing what happens. I launched another business. Again, another example of my impeccable, impeccable timing. Right. Early 2020, I right launched before. another business, right. Um, 
that leveraged some of the skills from my old full-time job. Okay. And because when I left there, people were like, you should just do this for yourself. Like why work for one person or one family, like have a handful of clients and, you know, like a smaller scope. So early 2020, I launched custom property management to do personal property management for people's homes in New York City, Long Island, and the Hamptons. And then COVID happened. And right. No one was leaving. (laughs) And people who were too busy to deal with a light bulb were home with nothing to do but deal with the light bulb. Right. And nobody wanted another person in their house. You know, like, so I remember distinctly having another like aha moment of the old me would have tried to push this boulder up a hill Mm -hmm. and like force it to try to make it happen. Like I had, you know, committed to it when I launched the company and, you know, January, 2020. And like, you know, I'm going to do it come hell or high water. Sure. And instead I was just like, look, the moment for this business is not now. Yeah. And I think, but that's also a super mature, like realization. That's a super mature moment for you to have looked around at everything and noticed that there wasn't a gap there anymore. Right. There was like gaps in the business are the biggest thing. Sometimes it's there and then sometimes it's not. And recognizing that and not continuing to invest money and time was a yeah. smarter move. It's a smarter move. Sometimes it's a hard one to accept, but it's a smarter move. And we talk about finding ease and joy, like there's a lot of things that we want to make happen and we can push and force and try to make it happen, or we can just take a deep breath and let it happen when it's supposed to. The universe has your back friends. Amen. Thanks I to Bernstein. Yes. I know. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> right? And I say to myself every morning, I'm like, listen, and it's not even, I, I'm not saying if you're not religious or not, cause I am, oh, as, I right. am as well, but like. I, it's just a constant reminder. Like, you know, if everything's down, then that means that something up is about to happen or the universe universe really does have your back. And I know that it was hard to really look at something massive, like the pandemic and to think that like, there was a reason behind it, but I guarantee you, if you really break down your life and what happened for you over the past year and a half, you'll probably see there's some type of shift. There had to have been (laughs) something. And I think that's part of hindsight when we're in the thick of it, we can't see it clearly. But on the other side, whatever point that is, and for some of us with the pandemic that might be right now, for some of us and all of us, it will also be again in another year and five years and 20 years as we look back on this. But I think for me, it was like a huge thing of realizing like, I don't need to force something into being like, that's not going to be the ease and joy that I'm after. So I'm just going to, I literally was like, it is on the back burner. Yeah. And it'll come up when it's supposed to, or I'll figure it out when people are ready to have these kinds of conversations again. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did. I totally tabled it. And now 2021, that business is growing. And, you know, now I'm figuring out the next phase of what that business looks like. But it's just all of these examples of like realizing over time, like how I want to function being almost more important than what it is we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how I want to feel like that's yes. what I said this. To, I said yes. this the other day to 
it wasn't even the other day, but I had a moment where I think as a female, as a heterosexual female, I think we're programmed in a specific way. And the reasons that we make a lot of the choices we do and the stress that we have all boils down to something that's very, very simple. We want to make sure that our spouse can provide for us physically, financially. We want to make sure that they're a good parent. Like there's all these things in this little internal clock checking these things off the box. But I had a moment where I was like, I give myself this ease. I asked myself, like, I want to roll out of bed in the morning. What do I want to wear? Do I want to put on Lululemon clothes? Do I want to put on dance shoes? Do I want to put on a suit? Like, what is, what do I want? And so I finally had opened that question up to Doug a little while back. And I was like, with ease, I know we got to figure it out. But like, because he's in the Navy and everything right now, I was like, I need to ask you this stuff too. Like when you wake up in the morning, do you want to put on like, that uniform, a uniform, a work suit. Do you want to put on like mechanic gloves? Cause you want to work on planes. Like what, what do you want to do? Because every time I allow you to like share, I'm like, what the hell? That's not going to make us any money. I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, that was my immediate reaction. And then internal panic is happening. Yeah, but right. like anytime I would say, Hey baby, like I want to keep going for my Broadway dreams all he did was encourage me and cheerlead me. So like, there's gotta be a share here. So you're absolutely right. What do I want to wake up? How do I want to feel in the morning? I think it's such a big question. If you hate your cubicle job, get the fuck out. And it's interesting because even now, like with this other company, I'm doing things that are very similar to what I used to do when I worked for somebody else, but the energy around it and the feeling of it is different. And I'm able to notice when the old patterns show up and it's, and especially like the first couple clients was also figuring out and reminding myself, wait a minute, you're in charge now. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like setting the boundaries and figuring out what this looks like and how to do this work as the business owner versus as the employee, Mm -hmm. you know, and see that a lot. it's a learning curve and we've all been there, you know, especially for anybody who has taken a skill that they learned you know, from a job mm-hmm. and parlay, because it's interesting, like in my wellness business, I always worked for myself. It was always me figuring it out. So there are challenges that I actually didn't experience in that business that I am experiencing now mm-hmm. because it was at one time, something I did for somebody else as an employee, mm-hmm. you know, no, anyway. that makes a lot. No, it makes a lot of sense. And I think one of the biggest things too, you're talking about things that you've learned and on the job experience, Mm -hmm. basically. And you're also talking about connections you've made on the job. I think one of the biggest things I run into a lot of people who do listen to the show that are in theater that maybe didn't go to school or finish school or went to school for theater. It's, it's a, it's a hard, weird thing. Like that's something that was for me. I went to college for a year and then I went to a conservatory for two years, three years later. I do not have a degree. My resume looks like I have a degree without saying that I have a degree because I just want to get the freaking interview and I want to get in the door, but it's so frustrating because I'm like, why is it that the college experience is not just as important as all of my other job experience that I have? Right. So you learn a lot of stuff. It builds you up with structure and, and I get it. It's about like, can you learn? Can you receive? Can you commit? Right. I think that's what it really boils down to, but that on the job experience is what led you to crafting and totally molding the gaps and within your own business is what it sounds like. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's been, you know, a huge learning curve, like leaving a job and working entirely for myself is literally what I wanted to do when I was 21. And I just didn't know what it was going to look like or how it was going to pan out. Mm -hmm. And every day, because some people are also like, oh, what was the aha moment? Or like, how do you know? And it's like, I don't know. Legit. All I know is that today and tomorrow, maybe like next week, because I'm going to be on vacation. Yeah. This is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And at any point I can change my mind. Yeah. Like if I decide that, you know, the relative insecurity at times financially, you know what I mean? Isn't joyful anymore. Mm -hmm. I can at any moment call the headhunter and be like, send me out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes too, we feel like we make decisions and then we dig our heels in to prove that that decision was whatever. Like I've really realized like, who cares? I can always decide again. Nothing is permanent. Well, we think, we think this, so you said who cares, right? But it's also, we think, yeah, but it's also on us though, too. It's, it's that like scene from Schitt's Creek when, when, when Alexis says to David, no one cares, David, like stop thinking that people care. Cause it's also like, no, you're saying, um, no one's judging you. No one cares, but it's us that puts that pressure. It's our ego that says everyone cares. Everyone's looking at you. Everyone's going to notice that you quit for one a month. Who cares? But like, also they don't care. You're not at their top of mind as much as you think you are. Right. Like if I choose to go back to a full-time job or life, it also doesn't mean that my business has failed. It means that I'm choosing something else now. And in that moment, I was choosing something different than what I'm choosing right now. I think this speaks so much to so many of the listeners right now. I'm sure some of you are like having these insane aha moments. <laughs> I hope so. Reading. Like, yes. Yeah. One of the greatest books. I don't know if you guys are readers. I'm an audiobook person, mm-hmm. little known book called six months to six figures. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've actually, I ever heard of it. Okay. The guy who wrote it, his name is Peter Vogd, V-O-O-G-D. Okay. Admittedly, I have not implemented every single thing in every single business that I have. But one of the best things that he says is those who live at a world-class level learn from other people's mistakes to shorten their learning curve. Mm. If Mm -hmm. all we do is start to learn from other people's mistakes, and I think podcasts are such an incredible platform for that. Yep we are all so much better off. Like I've chills as I'm saying this to you. And it's not just because it's four degrees, like legit. I don't know what I'm saying this for a reason because I have chills. Like, yeah, if that's all we do is learn something from somebody else's mistakes, like we're all so much better off and further Mm -hmm. on our path than we even realize. Oh yeah. And like you're, I've noticed that even in life, like I like to share on this show always like I didn't do yeah. anything right. I'm I'm not going to say that like I have a perfect life. This this is the, the shit that I've been through. This is the things that have happened in my personal life with my personal circumstances. Yeah. It's going to look you can make all the same choices as me but you're in a different circumstance so it would be different. Right. But you're absolutely right. There's a lot of times that I think I've sat and observed and seen 
like you did. You sat and observed and saw at age 21, a 35 year old that was two levels up from your current level. And you were like, this isn't for me. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. And I think the other big piece that I'm learning to get more and more comfortable with mm-hmm. is not knowing what the next step is. So like, like I said, tomorrow I could choose something else. Sometimes I also don't know necessarily how I'm getting from here to the next thing, but I've learned to know it when I see it and to, mm-hmm. and this sounds so woo woo. So I'm like, I'm like questioning myself and saying it, it but like believing that that is going to show up, it will. And in the moment I'm going to know it. So I don't have to know what it looks like right now. It sounds like you're not holding on to the, how am I going to get there? It's just what you want, which is great because again, the, how is the ego? And then, and what was the first thing you said? I don't even remember. (laughs) No, no. It was like the how, and then. Oh, like, like, you know, that it's just believing that the next step is going to appear and I'll identify it when it shows up. And another piece of that too, is also like, I have a love hate with the idea of a vision board. So this is my own little soapbox thing. But again, I've done so much work on myself, like in meditating and learning and trying to figure all this stuff out, right? So a vision board is incredible. We hear so many stories of people who like put a photo on there and then it happens and they're, they look at the house that they bought and they're like, oh my God, it's the house that was on the thing, you know, yeah. like these aha crazy moments. But the other thing I've realized is that if we get too stuck on the details, like the house has to have four pillars Mm -hmm. and these kinds of windows, like we end up cutting off from the possibility of things that are so much bigger and better. And I've seen it with my podcast and with all of my businesses. If I was so connected or saw so vividly what that end thing was, Mm-hmm. the reality of it is so much bigger and better than I can possibly imagine that my imagination is the limit. Mm-hmm. And so I've also stopped, like somebody asked me yesterday, where, where do you see yourself in five years? And I was like, I, that question stresses me the hell out, but it's also I know. such a great question and you should rock your brain with it constantly. But I was like, I don't know. Here's what I do know. I want to create a platform for, you know, like I want to have other health coaches so that, because especially with the podcast, like people are looking for me and my approach. And I want to make sure that it's not limited by my own capacity. So other coaches who do what I do in the similar way to how I talk about things, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That we can help more people. And you know, eventually with this property management business that it, I teach people my system and it grows without me having to be the one to do all the things. So like, that's all I know. Mm -hmm. Everything like the details or what the house looks like, I don't have a clue. And if I try to put energy into that, it's going to actually probably be smaller than the house that I'll ultimately have. Right. And like you're saying, you're, you're not opening yourself up to the possibility of if I wait maybe another year, what that house could look like instead of just getting the house that I have been like right. honing in on for however long your vision board was supposed to last. 
Right. I love like all the business sides and the aspects of everything that we're talking about, about, you know, someone who's very similar to me. I know you're a Virgo, <laughs> no, but like, I know, I know you're the same a Virgo. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm all water. Like I'm all water signs, but like, I, I, I'm in very in tune with Virgos and I, I am all about like, oh, let's like spin a million plates. But like, I, I don't know, I'll grow another limb and spin another one. Totally. And, and I don't know where I think just like this ease and I hated, I used to like, I don't know if you're like this, but back when maybe you had roommates, if you ever did, I used to hate like my roommates coming home and I was sitting and watching TV. Cause I thought that that was like the laziest thing in the freaking world. And I would like get up really quick. Cause I would hear them coming in and I would start to like wash dishes. And I don't know what it was, but it was this, it was this realization that like, if I'm not doing something, then like, I'm not succeeding. And I think as we developed with time and with age, we just realized like we can still excel. It's just, we've learned things so we can slow down a little bit more and focus in on ourselves and continue to personally grow. So we can continue to like find more ease within things that we already have strengthened. Whereas in the beginning, we're learning all the mechanics of swimming and treading water. Now we know how to do it. It's just like, how long can we stay afloat? Yeah. Amen. P.S. But like, it's, you know, how long can we stay afloat? Like I realized too, uh, my whole life, I have always had probably ridiculous expectations of myself. Yes. And so I, and this goes back to the schedule being packed thing Mm -hmm. that like, if, if it wasn't packed, I couldn't say there was nothing I didn't do. Sure. That I gave it my all, that I did my best. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I am so deliberate about that. Like, you know, when people send an email and they're like, I'll do my best to make it work, you know, I'll get back to you. I never say that because my best is making that effing happen. And that. so I won't even use that phrase in the context that most people use it. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I know no. what that means for me. I'm not saying yeah. I can't, I can't say that. So like, But this idea of if I didn't do a single thing that I could possibly have done, then there's a reason or an excuse or something for why something didn't happen. Right. And what I'm learning more and more is that the downtime, the time to go for a walk by the water in the pandemic to have my, you know, creativity going and come up with all the you know, content for the podcast and social media and all these things is actually incredibly productive. Yeah. And is incredibly important for the output. And I think like self-care. Yep. (laughs) I was going to say that was my, always my next question. If you could define self-care. It's and so like, so I define self-care as doing the things that your future self will thank you for. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like. And in one moment, it might look like working out. In another moment, it might look like doing nothing. Which but, shifts. Right. But it's one of those things where like, I used to feel like, and I think so many of us feel like if we take the time to do this thing, for ourselves that feed us and heal our, and do the things that we need for ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's taking away from something else. Like I often think about like, 
we're either juggling all the balls or we have like this Venn diagram of our lives, right? And there's there's the wellness stuff and there's our career and there's our friends and then there's family and all of these different things. And it's like maybe somewhere in the middle for a hot second, it overlaps and that's where you are. And you're yeah. just like trying to make it happen. But I think one of the things I've learned and I teach my listeners too, is if we can sort of push all those circles together and not think of it like a Venn diagram, but one circle and recognize that the time that we take for working out and the time that we take to actually fuel ourselves with nutrition and the time that we take to spend time with our family and not work. And then the time that we do work and we're just focused on that, like every single piece is better for the time that we spend on every single piece. Mm-hmm. And it's all one thing. And doing something over here doesn't take away from something over here. It feeds it. Sure. Because we can be more productive in our work if we fuel ourselves properly. Yes. We can show up for our kids, our family, our friends, whoever it is, in a better way when we sleep. I was going to say, what's your top fuel? Right. I know what it is. And I was like <laughs> waiting for you to say it. <laughs> And what's so funny, one of the first things that you said to me, like in your introduction, you were like, and I will never, ever, ever sacrifice sleep. But I do. You know what? But like, I'm (sighs) big on it because I do sacrifice it. Yeah. You know, because I'm not alone. Seven hours. I was like, I have to have them. Yeah. No, I'm. And part of it is like, I will keep going. Like yesterday I was sitting at my computer. Granted, I took a break. I went to dinner with my mom and my nephew. So there was your extra break. Right. So I took time from, I would say it was like five to eight. Mm -hmm. And then I was back on my computer and on the phone from eight to 11. Mm -hmm. And that works for me. I, you know, especially by the way, any creatives out there, we tend to do our creative things when we're tired. Mm Um, I've definitely edited a podcast until one or 2 AM before. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a phenomenon about doing creative things when we're tired because our logical mind is exhausted. And so the creativity is sort of less held back. That's probably not proper English, but whatever. You know what I mean? The leash is you're unleashed. I don't want to say that. Exactly. Right. Like, you know, the, the chains have come off. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's so, I love all of that. If you had like a brief moment to kind of elevator pitch yourself as far as like your nutrition and you know, what, what your main avatar is for that, or your main focus for clients like that, share with us what that would be. Okay. So I've sort of two typical clients. Okay. One is this weight thing has been a thing my entire life and I am over it. I'm ready for this to not be a thing. Mm. The other one is this has never been a thing in my life until now. And I don't know what to do. I know enough to know. I don't want to do whatever I'm seeing on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but I don't actually know what to do. And the thing that I tell everybody is it is so chemical. We all feel like it's all willpower. Like we have those moments where we're like, why do I suck? Like, why can I just not eat the thing? Like, why can I just not eat the cookie or the croissant or the free breakfast at work? Like, why does it have a voice and call my name? And like, we just try to like white knuckle it. Mm -hmm. And the truth is it is so much more chemical. You don't suck. Yeah. There's actually, there are hormones 
sorry, this is sort of like soapbox. No, tangent. I love it. Like there are hormones that control hunger and satiety. Okay. And the same way that we can become insulin resistant, right? We know that to be diabetic. We can become resistant to the hormones that tell us when we're hungry and when we're satisfied. So if you feel like you are never hungry and then once you start eating, you can't stop. That's chemical. You don't suck. There's nothing wrong with you. And there's a lot that we can do to rehab the metabolism. Mm -hmm. And so we start with sort of the fundamentals of relearning nutrition because also PS that food pyramid that most of us grew up with, it's first of all, the grains on the bottom, right? Yeah. No one on the planet has a grain deficiency, not a human. Mm -hmm. That was about getting us to eat what we grow in this country. Right. We grow corn and wheat and now soy. Mm -hmm. So that was economics, not nutrition, not science, not biology. Right. And so we have to do a little bit of nuts and bolts relearning and rehab the metabolism. And then we can get into all the habits and behaviors and routine and sleep and stress and all the things in life that make challenging situations. Mm -hmm. But if we start from the jump, just trying to like white knuckle it through everything, it's incredibly exhausting and it doesn't have to be that way. And it takes time to get used to things just like a haircut, right? Yeah. We get ourselves, we get a haircut. It takes 48 hours to get used to it. Um, are you, you color your hair, depending on how drastic the change right. is it's the same, but it's the same with the metabolism. Like there's definitely plenty of, there was a yearly cleanse. I used to go on to like reset my pH balance. Let me tell you the first week sucked the second week got a little bit better by the third week. I was already craving all the things that were, that were on that yeah. thing because my body was balanced more. I was more awake. I was more alert. The whites of my eyes were whiter. Like my yep. breath smelled better just naturally. It was like all these little random small things because you're just, you're making little changes, but it, it's going to take a second. And it's not about deleting yes. everything right away. That's like one of the biggest right. things that I always see. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I just, you know, especially coming from background of theater, it's like, oh, and well, I was I a dancer. I get it. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, I just don't eat. I'm like, okay, let me, let me tell you this. First of all, you need to eat food. It's just about eating yes. the right food. And not all of us were grown up and programmed to eat clean and totally some people were grown up and programmed to have McDonald's three or four days a week. It's going to take a second for you to start to crave the things, but it's not and, about not eating. And anything. I think also I, the way I describe it. Okay. Our goal, our objective, the end game is to be what I call unconsciously competent Okay, where it doesn't require a ton of mental effort and energy to make the healthful choices. Right. So if you're doing any, even if your weight's fine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right, you don't have an issue, but you're doing anything where you have a constant running loop in your head, or you're thinking, what did I eat for breakfast? What should I be eating right now? Oh, I ate that ice cream last night. I really should be going for a walk right now. If you have any of that constant conversation in the back of your mind, we're not there yet. And the ultimate is to not have so much of our brain capacity taken up by these things, because imagine what is possible in our lives and in our world, if all of that brain capacity could go to something so much more important Amen. and so much bigger. Mm-hmm. So I say that to everybody, like, it's cool. Stressing about you this. are where you, you are. This. And there's room to progress 
mm-hmm. even if the plan that you use to get there, like, I don't care if you're counting points, macros, carbs, whatever, if you're counting anything and it's in your head all the time, we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. There's still more work we can do and we can do it together. You don't have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. I love all of that. Thank you for sharing that. And I hope that you all check out Jen because that's, it's just great. I think it's like a great other tool and you're right. Nutrition is so messed up. I always say that I'm like that pyramid. <laughs> it's the, oh. It should be like the other way around. Yes. It's like ish, you ish. know, but there's right. some things, maybe not sugar is in the bottom, but, but I mean, wine can be on the bottom, right? <laughs> I mean, why not? I like wine. <laughs> I like what well, I you always know. make my Listen, salad with a side of fries. Okay. Salad I like brown liquor. And, I and like the- red wine and yes. bubbles and it's all, you know, everything You're in moderation, even too. moderation. Right. Right. Even moderation too. I say that. And it's, it's also the same with like kale. Like you don't need to eat Ugh. millions and trillions and trillions of kale. Cause guess what? That's also bad for you too. Right. Too and PS, if you don't like kale, don't eat kale. Yeah. Like- what you crave. <laughs> right. Listen. I love everything that we chatted about today. Where are all the wonderful places that everyone can find you and tune in? Yeah. Thank you. So wherever you're listening right now, just search salad with a side of fries. You will find it. Um, also a salad with a side of fries.com gives you all of everything I do. Plus the podcast, all social media platforms. I am at Jen Trepic, J E N N T R E P E C K. Seriously, please, please like send me a message. Like I love nothing more than hearing from you. Like what resonated with you? What, if you hated something, tell me that too. But like, tell me what's like, what's sticking with you? What was new? What was refresher? What are you like? I wish you hadn't said this, whatever. I just, I love nothing more than hearing from you. So please, please reach out. Feedback is great. We love feedback here on the luxury of self-care as well. (laughs) And thank you so much, Jen, for your time today. What a treat this was. Thank you. I know we talk for forever. I love it. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.